Welcome to the abridged audio version of David Hathaway's July newsletter. David writes. Thank you for your help and support in prayer and finance. Without you, we could not do what God is calling us to do. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you to bring forth fruit and it shall remain. The evidence is so positive in every area to which the Lord has called us. But we need much prayer, because these new areas of evangelism are difficult, and dangerous, and strenuous to get to. This year is proving one of the busiest for me. It seems that the older I get, the heavier the demand for my involvement. However, this year is recording some remarkable events. The day of prayer in Armenia, on May 27th, was the first time in their history that all denominations came together, with more than 90 churches participating, and many from the Armenian diaspora. Then in June, our desire to hold a national day of prayer for Ukraine, with all denominations attending, the very first, interdenominational event in Ukraine, since the war started, created some big problems for our organizer, Vadim. We could not use our normal venue, the Sport Palace in Kiev, as it has no air raid shelter. The security services insisted that because of the constant daily attacks from the air on Kiev, just to have more than 12 attending, we had to find a venue with a suitable air raid shelter. We made a decision, approved by our spiritual council of bishops, then by local administrations, the security services, and the military, to use a sport hall in Butcher. Significantly, Butcher was at the very heart of the fiercest battles, in the first 40 days of Putin's invasion, when the Russian army was stopped on the outskirts of Kiev, then driven back. Putin stands indicted, of war crimes against humanity, for the atrocities perpetrated at that time, and shown so graphically on our TVs. The sport hall, we used for the prayer in Butcher, had been occupied by the enemy. Their militaries were deployed inside the hall, and it was badly damaged. Restoration and repairs were only completed just days before our event. And so, finally, on the 10th of June, as President Zelensky launched the opening stages of Ukraine's long-awaited counteroffensive, which is the most critical and final phase of the largest and most dangerous armed conflict in Europe since World War II, we held the eighth of our national days of prayer for Ukraine. The heads of every Christian denomination gathered to pray for total victory. Thousands came from the north, the south, east, and west of Ukraine to join the prayer. The people overfilled not only the 2,000 places in the main hall, but a further 2,000 others at the overflow hall, plus 500 in the air raid shelter. Plus, many more standing outside listening to the loudspeakers. Several busloads of people anxious to pray, unfortunately had to be turned back. They found a safe parking place and participated in the prayer online in their buses. Such was the commitment to prayer. So great was the interest, over 100,000 watched on the internet. The representative of the mayor of Butcher attended with his family and read a personal message from the mayor, thanking us for coming, stating that Ukraine is unique in that it is the only country in the world with such unity, with literally the leaders of every denomination attending, saying that he believes in a spiritual revival in Ukraine. 
local people in Bucha also created dramatic film footage of the destruction of their city by the aggressors accompanied by a most moving song called Lord Have Mercy on Ukraine. This was shown in the opening moments of our National Day of Prayer for Ukraine. This city of heroes of Ukraine, Bucha, a city undefeated that survived infamous war crimes committed by the Russian aggressors. A city which has demonstrated an unshakable and indomitable faith in God and in his victory. The Ukrainians have this message, thank you to everyone who liberated Bucha. Thank you to everyone who continues sacrificially fighting to liberate the Ukrainian land. Thank you to everyone who is fighting for us in prayer until the victory comes. Events in Armenia and Ukraine are only a beginning. From the end of July through to the autumn, we have a whole series of evangelistic events in two separate centers, Astana and Almaty in Muslim-majority Kazakhstan. I am ministering at a youth conference and evangelistic event in Kyrgyzstan. Then a great evangelistic event in Muslim-majority Batumi in Georgia. There is no question that God has opened a large strategic door for evangelism in these countries, which were part of the former Soviet empire and still have strong links with Putin's Russia. As the door for evangelism has closed in Russia and currently in Ukraine, because of the war, God, who knows everything in advance, has called me to Central Asia and the Caucasus. If you look back, all through my life, God has called me to go to specific places at the only times when it was strategically possible. Thank you for supporting our humanitarian and spiritual aid work in Ukraine. Because of your generosity, we can help so many refugees and internally displaced people. We thank God for you, because you are our partners in spreading the good news about Christ. We pray for you, making our requests to God with joy. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Thank you for your support of this ministry. To make a donation, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash donation. My new book, A Firm Foundation, Strength for Now and for Eternity. The book is based on Paul's letters to the Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. It is a powerful encouragement to hold fast to your faith in Christ. You can order it now by visiting our website, eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. To make a donation, visit eurovision.org dot uk forward slash donation. Thank you for listening.